Welcome in to Fright Fest! Yeah, I love that intro. Fucking pumps me up for October. Hell to the yeah, randos. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Welcome back to the spookiest time of year, Fandom Fright Fest. We are glad to have you back. I am Ed. That is our horror aficionado, Brian. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> and we are kicking things off right here today with a random review. And this month, it's going to be all things spooky. We figured, why not kick it off with the spookiest thing of all? Absolutely. Not my idea, by the way. <laughs> Hocus, I, it was only because I could actually handle watching this horror film. This is true. I this was true. terrified. <laughs> Brian had to hold my hand the whole time watching this. Yeah. I had a paper bag. I was like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. breathing. I was panic attacks. It was terrifying. Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah. I mean, I have, you know what? I'm actually surprised at what I want to say about this movie. So I'm not angry that we're reviewing it because I've seen a lot of hate towards it. And you might not get that from me. Or yeah, it's you, been, it's you been divided. Maybe we'll be maybe. each half of the coin here. Ying and Yang. Now I want to be Yang. Or, uh, yeah, I'll be Yang. You'll be Yang. Yeah, I like Yang. Yeah, you're more, more Yang kind of guy. Yeah. But we have a, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We have so much awesome just fandom Fright Fest content for you all month long. There's going to be creepy movies, talking about monsters, talking about killers. Real hard Blood, shit. gore, yeah. horror. All the things that this guy loves and terrifies the absolute shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to man up. I'll talk about it anyway. But what do you say before we get into our random review? <laughs> let's talk about some IRL, some real life death here oh. with another fandom. Fatality. Such a shame, man. Coolio. Yeah, I, how old was he? Dead at the age of 59, man. He died on September 28th, 2022. Went to gangster's paradise. <laughs> Good on him. Finally made it. <laughs> Do you think he's walking in the valleys of the shadow of death? I think right now he might be. Actually, he's out of the shadow of death. I guess or maybe he's say. on a fantastic voyage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, that was surprising. Neither of us had him on our death list if i remember no correctly. he was he was not on either one it came, kind of came out of nowhere as far as i know i don't think it's a cause of death yet no not yet i mean he was a pretty straight laced guy i would just imagine natural causes yeah natural causes at 59 though man that's that's young mm, it's that getting more young. common these days the twinkies it's the twinkies it's the fucking twinkies it's always man. the twinkies so yeah coolio rest in peace and another kind of real side thing putting it but um Weird Al's Amish Paradise ah, yeah. was, I mean, that kind of, I don't want to say reinvigorated, but, you know, Coolio's prominence was on, really on MTV when Gangsta's Paradise came out during For the For Dangerous hype. Minds, the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they kept showing that video and over, over and over, which is when he kind of blew up into, into fame. Yeah. And then again with Weird Al's Amish Paradise's parody, which... The Weird Al movie comes out and I was gonna say it's like another month or two. We will Hulu. be reviewing that. For sure. With Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al himself. That's gonna be interesting. As I walk into the <laughs> Weird Al's story, man. How I ne never thought they could make a movie out of it, but I, it looks good. Oh, that's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Alright, what do you say? Random review time? Hit it to it, Lars. Let's go. A muck, a muck, a muck, a muck. Thackeray Pinks. <laughs> oh, Thackeray. Welcome in, randos, to another random review. Today, again, we have Hocus Pocus Part 2. 
sisters. <laughs> we have returned, kind of, uh, kind of, with a, with an asterisk. So the original, and there's going to be spoilers, by the way, Rando. So if you've not seen Hocus Pocus two, yeah. up on Disney Plus, check that shit out. Fly away and then come back. Fly away on a broom or some Roombas or whatever you want to fly away on, you can do. Right. So the original Hocus Pocus came out in 1993. Brian, I was seven years old. What were you, like five? Um, Yeah. Yeah, five. Give or I'm, the, take? I'm the younger of the two, so yeah. yeah. No, five for I'm the sure. better looking, you're the younger, but we'll... That's, that's what you know works what for us. They say age before beauty, I think, but... <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I was right around five. I remember it. I mean, we live in... Well... I lived in Massachusetts. Did you grow up in Massachusetts? I grew up in Massachusetts. Okay, that's what I thought. So we both have probably watched this every year for 10 years straight when we were kids. Yeah, know? and again, this is a New England-based podcast. We both grew up in Massachusetts, not far from Salem. Nope. And growing up, I mean, Salem was a staple. A lot of times growing up, we would go there around Halloween, mm -hmm. and the ambiance, the atmosphere was awesome. And this movie encapsulated a lot of that and yeah. became a huge cult classic and we were right around that age frame where, you know, it really took off in the mid-90s when it came to video. Yeah. And that's what I remember it from. You the know, VHS. Exactly. Going to Blockbuster Video. Oh, shit. Yeah. Renting, renting that shit, throwing it in every Halloween. It I, was always on TV, too. It was every year. That and I Halloween Town. I do think that I saw it in theaters, but I can't be sure. I feel like I was brought to see it, though. Well, that being said, Brian, I'm I'm pretty confident in going into this review. We do have to take this with a grain of salt because we are no longer the target demographic. And for I this actually film. have been learning to go into movies uh, with a mindset better for that situation, which is why I think I appreciated it a little more than I thought I would, because I went in knowing that it wasn't going to be made for me and that it would be a modern take on Hocus Pocus. And I took the opposite approach. I said, <laughs> F this film. This is for me. <laughs> yeah. All the media, <laughs> the content, this film. needs to be catered to me. Mm -hmm. Screw the kids. But, yeah. Steal their souls. Yeah. You know, there, was, there was none of that in this film. I know. They it, didn't they, even kill a kid on screen. That's bullshit. Fucking pussies. They killed kids on screens. They kicked kids on screens. <laughs> yeah. The original was much darker than this. We're going to get into that, bit, too. Yeah. But so this film, another thing that kind of grind my gears right off the bat. Yeah. The OG film was filmed completely in Salem or the majority in Salem. Right. Which was cool because you were like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, I, I know that spot. Yeah. And, in this one, not so much. It was actually filmed in Rhode Island. The Rhode Island. I and, remember hearing about that before it came out. And a lot of the issues, I think, with this film that we're going to talk about. See, the original director, Adam Shankman, he stepped down uh, kind of midway through development here. And they ended up bringing in Anne Fletcher back in April of 2021 to kind of write the ship. She came in. She did a bunch of rewrites and moved the script around and changed yeah. things. One of the things she changed was she wanted to film it in Providence, Rhode Island, because she quoted, she just loves Providence, Rhode Island. Fuck the movie. I like Providence. Who likes Providence, Rhode Island? I get no issue with Providence, Rhode Island. I'm but in Delaware. I'm in Delaware. I get Wayne's World vibes from that. Yeah, but, but I mean, and I get it. It's still New England, but it's yeah. not Salem. Yeah. Um, when you have when you're doing a sequel to a movie whose original vibe was solely based on Salem and the vibe around Salem. It might not have been a good idea to leave Salem for the filming. Yeah, I agree. It, you could say it maybe the made the film lose a little bit of its magic. A little bit, yeah. Just a tad? Just a tad. 
Though there was magic to go around in this film. We'll talk about that, too. There was. So how did you feel about the film opening and seeing the younger version of the Sanderson sisters? So, all right. My initial response to this movie is the opening and the, f- the beginning is solid. I, I, was, actually, I was excited for this movie because of those little sisters. Some people complained about that. Yeah. I, I thought it was actually really funny. I fucking laughed out loud a couple times. Like the girl who played Winifred was hilarious. Oh, yeah. When, I, I'm with Billy Butcher anyway. Uh, and he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we had that kiss. They were cracking We had that up. kiss in the cemetery. They, yeah, they locked the manur- mannerisms down. The and teeth, too. Everything. The big teeth yeah, was great. And it was just good. I honestly got like a campy you know kiddish vibe watching it i was like oh this is cool and it was kind of dark like they didn't have all the um half of the movie like lights and fucking bright filters and shit so it felt good yeah yeah so i had i had no issue with that opening scene some people did i thought it was funny and it was the obvious lead up to going back to current day seeing why they became witches yada yada right so then they cut into the, you know, it's really a tale of two films. You have the Sanderson sisters, and then you have the the subplot or the other plot of Becca, Izzy, and Cassie. Yeah. Which uh, this was pretty much Disney's version of the craft, just kind of Disneyfied. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, like the craft merged into Hocus Pocus, yeah. Yeah, like a, a very G-rated version of the craft. You have Becca, who is the main protagonist yep. with her friends, Izzy and Cassie. More so Izzy during the film. Cassie doesn't come into play until later. Yeah, she's but, a mean girl. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. typical mean girl. Um, I didn't, I thought their acting was good. And um, I know what you're probably going to ask next. Why not bring any of the original actors back? Yeah, I don't know. Why not? I mean, you had, you know, Max, Danny, Allison, all from the original film. Why yeah. not bring them back? At least Danny, because she's still pretty young like she would have fit in the movie pretty well as a teacher maybe or like i think all of them would have fit i mean they could um why couldn't you've had it revolve around like their kids that could be yeah that's true i think it would have been so much better if like you know you would have the the tale of the sanderson sisters and maybe at some point you know max and allison got together yeah and they had kids and maybe danny was like the quirky aunt it could have made telling them hey like this shit actually happened (laughs) yeah and then, like, the kids go off on, like, a Goonies-type excavation. Exca- you know, going... I don't even know. We're going the, the on movie, an adventure. The movie <laughs> writes it, itself at that point. It, it, you're right. And it could have made some fresher jokes. And, uh, yeah, definitely made it feel um, more of a continuation and more of the magic on the original. Fun fact, by the way, I learned this. Um, Danny, in the original, is dressed as the Mother Witch from the beginning of this movie. Really? Yep. It, like... Symbol for symbol, she had the fur on her shoulders, everything. Oh so, no, shit! Yeah. I'll have to, I'll yeah. have to go back and look at that. I didn't, a, I didn't catch a good catch. It's a little nod that uh, not a lot of people notice. But anyway, yeah, even just Easter eggs would have been good. But I don't think they did a bad job with these three either. So the only other, obviously, you had the Sanderson sisters all reprising their roles. The only other one was the always terrific Doug Jones mm-hmm. as Billy Butcherson. That guy is a legend. He seemed I mean, to lose a little bit of the Butcherson magic as well, though. Was that me? I mean, a little bit. I think they he did the best with what he was given to work with, right. which, in my opinion, wasn't much. It felt like his accent was more refined and less like Brooklyn-y like he had in the old one. Maybe. Like, hey, shut it, you old hag. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And this one, he's more like... 
Ooh, that old hag is getting on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's also in his 60s now. So, True. I mean, yeah. He's a bit older. But he was good. It was good. Yeah. But it was, it was good to see Billy Burcheson back. Yeah. So then, obviously, all the lead up with Becca bringing back the Sanderson sisters, the Sanderson sisters return, and what the... Holy fuck. So this f- is up to this moment... I am loving the movie. I'm like, holy shit, they might actually have something going for them. This reveal is going to be so fucking badass. And I, I was can't like, wait. <laughs> and I was the same way. I'm getting hyped. Like, okay, it's the, the light, reveal. Dude, the lighting in the back. and It's the- like we haven't, we have not seen them in these roles in 29 oh years, almost God. three decades. Yep. And this is like my childhood coming back, and I'm excited. They go into a fucking they break dance out number, into a fucking song number, a song and a song and dance <laughs> like, number. Like what, dude? They, they could have been so, ah, uh, just menacing. Menacing is the word I'm looking for. And they did. And then for that split second, you're like, oh, this is rad. And then instantly that song breaks out, and you're like, what the fuck was that? This <laughs> is one of those moments where like it sucks. Like when you're watching something. And you literally physically cringe. That hasn't that happened to part. me much yeah, that was in things part. that I've watched. This, I, I literally was just like, oh, my God, this is so bad. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's really not much else to say. They ruined that fucking intro. That could have made make or break the movie. Luckily for me, it didn't completely break it, but it knocked it down several points for me. So one thing I will say, though, the Sanderson sisters, they get revealed. They look good, man. I think they looked good. They acted good. I think they they still had a lot of that original chemistry. Definitely. Um, Winnie and Mary, almost perfect. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker, I felt, again, which is a theme in this movie, she was just missing a little tiny bit of the quirkiness. Maybe it wasn't... Maybe it was because they weren't showing her tits the whole time. Maybe I just liked her a lot in the original because I was a hormonal kid watching this movie. Yeah, man. I, um, I was all about that. But, but no, they all did a really good job. And they did look really good for how old they've got. It's been 30 years yeah. since the original. I'm glad you mentioned it because I, I think out of the three, she definitely phoned it in the most. Yeah. Bette Midler killed it. Yes, she did. Bette Midler absolutely killed it as Winifred again. Yeah. And she deserves a lot of the credit for, I think a lot of the things that worked in this film yeah, were to her credit and that character and playing that. But I thought overall, again, it's 30 years later. Right. Like, and to reprise these roles. And I still think they caught a lot of that original yeah. feel of the characters and the, and they, the kind of sisterhood they had. They didn't, from what I could tell, they didn't use much or at all any cgi for aging on them no they they wasted the cgi budget on other <laughs> shitty things yeah. which we're going to talk about right but they didn't go overboard on the makeup to try and make us think like oh they're still 20 years old well they were too but busy they, eating the makeup yeah exactly but uh <laughs> eating the souls of kids mind you uh but they look good yeah so i mean at this point the black flame candle is lit and the plot is almost a complete rehash of the original film almost, up until yeah. the the penultimate kind of third act 
of the film where it shifts away from that. But I mean, it was it was almost a full rehash, pretty much. And a lot of the jokes were rehash as well. I mean, we had them flying around on a Swiffer and Roombas, and the original they had a vacuum and a yeah. mop and a broom. Yeah, and, and I and I understand they had to. They jumped that ahead. The Roombas were funny, and they did add a touch like they have a mind of their own. Which yeah. I mean, I've seen videos all across the internet. They those things are evil. They'll <laughs> suck up your dog's shit, your dog's tail. I mean, things you just don't want sucked up. So they do have a mind of their own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Little evil and, beings. And I, I had you know, I, I, I had no issue with them going for that. But I mean, a lot Not of the much, jokes, yeah. a lot of the jokes to me kind of missed. Yeah, and there were a couple of the. A couple of the actors and performances that were real misses for me. I mean, two of them was, uh, I just think being too over the top and goofy was Gilbert, the magic shop owner, which again was the, they kind of shoehorned in. He was the young kid yeah. back in 93 when the Sanderson sisters came, he became obsessed them with them. Flying off. He helped orchestrate yeah. bringing them back. And then also. On the, on the basis, now the guy's not evil. This was on the basis that they were misunderstood. Yeah, and that's... And he wanted to bring them back. I was like, okay. The general premise of this whole film is that they, they are redeemable, which yeah. they literally kill and eat children. They should not be redeemable. No. That's, I have a huge issue with it, which we're going to get into towards the end of this. Yeah. But And the other one was uh, the mayor, Jeffrey yeah. Trask, played by Tony Hale, who Tony Hale's a great actor. He's from Arrested Development, right. uh, Veep, and he's done a lot of good shit, but... Every scene he was in was cringe. Yeah. Luckily, he wasn't in a lot, but, you know. But everything he was in, like, even, like, the lines he was given and the way he, like, portrayed them, I'm like, this just doesn't make sense. It was just uncomfortable. It, it's like they wanted to and make And the candy him, apple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to get my candy need, apple. I, uh, uh, my daughter's throwing an illegal drinking party, but I'm worried about my candy apple, you know. Um, no, it was... It felt like they wanted to turn him into the, like the stereotypical parent without making him a bad parent slash bad character because they were looking to take his blood for a spell. So he still needed to be a sympathetic victim. <laughs> Speaking of parents, why did we only ever see Cassie's dad? Why did we never see anyone from Becker or Izzy's family? Did we ever see parents from Allison in the original? Not from Allison, but you get to see Max and... Um, I was going to say, because in the original, we only get to see one set of parents, too. So that's not too much of a stretch. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's... I don't know. For me, it's it's more it's more an issue with Becca's parents, and I'm going to talk about that I later. I think it's more an issue of development of characters is yeah. where you're probably getting at, and yeah. that I can see. Yeah. Yeah, but Becca's, Becca's parents are the ones I was curious about because... Again, we're going to get into it, but the whole, the witch powers mm. and the witchhood. Yeah. Where does that come from? That's true. It never gets addressed, and we're going to talk about that, too. Yep. So, I mean, again, <laughs> rehashing the plot, goofy characters. I was glad to see Book back. He was one of the best characters, I think, and he only has an eye. Yeah. I, it was, they definitely made that a point to make Book like a great side character maybe in place of Binks well that was my thing that I was pissed about no Thackeray Binks yeah the cat no that Thackeray Binks was one of the more charismatic parts of the original he was arguably one of the best parts of the original yeah and they do even do like the complete fake out where you get the black cat yeah in the magic shop 
and you think, okay, he's back. Nope. It's no. just a regular black cat. No. And I understand a lot of people like, well, you know, whatever. He went to heaven with his sister after the spell was broken. I mean, they could have shoehorned it in and said, you know, when the black candle was lit again, the curse reactivated. Yeah. Billy Butcherson was still cursed. Right. He came back. So why couldn't? And it would have been so easy in the in the world of voice acting to find a similar voiced actor to come back and reprise the role. Oh, yeah. Of Thackeray Brinks. I I was pissed they didn't do it. And we're going to talk about the, uh, there's an after credit scene too where yes, they, they could yeah. have redeemed themselves I and kind of right. brought it in a little bit, but they still didn't do it. I thought that's where they it. were going. Not a black candle. <laughs> Not a black flame candle. But I was pissed about that. Let's talk about something else I was bummed about. You, you're probably noticing here, and and you can chime in with things you like. I've got a lot of things I don't like that I'm talking about. Yeah, I feel no. like I'm just annihilating this film. But I've kind of pointed out some things I like, but I'll sum it up at the end too, yeah. So the CGI was atrocious. So see, I didn't think it was as bad as you're, you seem to think it was. Um, I think it was right on par with everything Disney does. <laughs> 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 so i mean actually i mean it's not saying much but it's, if you're comparing it to like someone like the current like marvel shit mm -hmm. now that you're not too far off like they're the cgi has i'm not pretty been sure great. they just copy and pasted the file from thor london love and thunder <laughs> and just pasted it into hocus pocus too yeah i mean the the bird dude at the beginning and all the other times it yeah so bad okay and yeah. so like just fake how it was moving around all of the the majority of the magic effects, like the lightning type effects, this or that. And then part of me was like, I don't know, are they going for that 90 CGI feel for the Maybe. nostalgia? Yeah. Or does it just actively look shitty? I'm going to go with actively looking shitty. I was going to say, if they were going for that, I don't think it works. So Especially either towards the end where all three of the Sanderson sisters have powers. And you get in the pew, 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 <laughs> pew, pew. And it, and it yeah. looks bad see i like, didn't think it i thought it looked real bad terrible but again i'm watching on a 1080p tv with like burn marks all over that, it so that'll help that'll help yeah i'm yeah i'm watching that shit in 4k and i don't have my 70 inch tv anymore oh well, technically it wasn't mine anyway but that's very sad <laughs> um yeah so now i'm kind of appreciating that i watched it on a shitty tv i guess well maybe i'll try that maybe that's the secret to enjoy these films watch on a not it's like playing TV. Super Nintendo on a tube TV rather than a panel TV. That is true. You know? That is true. But yeah, so I didn't have as much of a problem with the CGI. Luckily, they didn't use a lot of it, you know? Well, another thing I did have a problem with, there was yet another awkward song and dance number. Like, I get that in this did film. It in the original. I get but it. But it made sense. The <laughs> I get whole, it. like, yeah. I put a spell on you. Yeah. Whatever. That was fine in the original. What they was this song? I put a spell on no, you. No, this one in this movie. Oh, in this one, it was, um, oh, my God. I can't I, even remember. That's I, how much of an impact it I left feel like I've, me. like, repressed it from yeah, my memory. Because if you give me a minute, make, I'll remember. It but. didn't make sense. And you just see everyone dancing down the streets, and it's like, well, are they supposed to be mind-controlled? Because they're not really, they didn't really confirm it or anything. So it just seemed weird and out of place. Yeah, I mean, they... In the original, they curse them to dance until they die, which, again, is very in character for the Sanderson sisters. That's badass. Yeah. It's like, this all right, one. yeah, you curse, dance till you die, and then they cackle and they leave. That's 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 dark. That's an evil thing to do, so I could live with it. In this one, they were like, 
go find the mayor yeah. and turn it into a Michael Jackson thriller dance as you go down the road and do it. <laughs> and it was so it was cringy it and was. awkward. And they're following everybody. Yeah, and then was. halfway through, as they're following them to the mayor's house, they just, out of nowhere, just give up. They cut. For no yeah, reason. They're like, like, okay, oh, yep, no. uh, this, whatever. We're not going to follow them anymore. We're going to leave. Scene. <laughs> and it yeah. just, I don't know. It made no sense. No, I agree with you on that one. That one I do agree on. So we're getting, this is all leading up to the ending. And here's another thing. Becca is now apparently a witch. Which we kind of get the hint from the beginning. Yeah. Like, it's obvious. Why? Why, why is she a witch? And because they didn't, why not? They did not go into her background at all. It would have been such a good plot point or something they could have touched on. I mean, they could have had so many twists. I thought one of the cool ones would be they could have had her be like a descendant I thought of one of the witch of one of the it. witches, like like the mother witch who's the bird. Yeah. The one that warned Winifred about not casting that spell. That would how, be good writing. How <laughs> cool would it have been if she was a descendant from like either her or one of the witches in that coven yeah. that were no longer you know, with her because she used that power. I mean, maybe they're saving it for the threequel. It should have been addressed, though. It should have. They should have. They should have sure. addressed it in yeah. this film. Um, yeah, I think, see, I think I gave this movie too much slack coming at it from a point of view that I wasn't going to enjoy it. So maybe <laughs> my slack was given a little too much, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like we do this often with our reviews, though, like, and that's why I like doing these. And I feel like Randall's hopefully you like listening and watching as we do these. Yeah. Because we don't always agree on everything. No. But at the same time, we're open to hearing each other's opinions. Um, you know, I value mine much more because I'm I'm you know, I'm a smart, good looking guy. Well, we already and sometimes I got to bring Brian over to where I'm at. We established I'm here for the looks and the views. <laughs> He's the brains. So, uh, but no, but yeah, adapting and like getting each other's ideas leads into understanding and liking or hating a movie more, you know, and my score is not going to change much up until this point. I can say that, but for sure, there's things I didn't pick up on because I went in so low that I think I thought things were better than they were. Another question. Why can Sarah and Mary also now shoot out magic yeah, that out was of their hands? <laughs> that All was of a sudden. Random. Um, and then they're having I, a little battle, like shooting each other with the electricity. I kind of um, assumed it was the sacred spot they were in with the power of a new witch. And all of a sudden it was just, oh, we got extra power, you know? So I assume that as well. But then earlier in the film, they specifically said when they said to Winifred, you know, you need to go to a, a sacred holy spot or whatever it is. Yeah. And Winifred's no sacred to us, you know, the spot we usually go to. They went to his children, yet they could never, they never once showed that outside of Winifred that they could use these magical abilities yeah. up until now. I thought it was lazy writing. It made no sense. They should have addressed that more. Yeah. I, the I powers like and the girl's background, I can see bothering some people for sure. Well, here's the thing that bothered me the most. The ending scene. It sucked. Yeah. The entire. This is the one thing I can agree on. The I entire didn't like it at all. ending act. You gave the Sanderson sisters a redemption arc. What the F are you doing, Disney? Yeah. They <laughs> are irredeemable. They eat children to be fair it wasn't like a full redemption arc so i'm borderline devil's advocate here it was more like okay they're good sisters and they love each other 
and that's why she gave up the power. It wasn't like, I'm giving up my power because I'm evil and you're good and I'm realizing I'm evil. It was I, more like, I just can't live without my sisters, so you take my power. They should have gone, I mentioned the craft earlier. Yeah. And the ending of the craft, again, you have the two separate witches that actually, and again, they literally took like Hocus Pocus 1 and the craft and merged them <laughs> in because yeah. this is what we got in the craft too. Right. Where you get the, uh, the one bad witch who used that spell to get all the power for herself, which is exactly what happens to Winifred. True. And then you got in the craft again, you got the other, the good witch use the same spell, all powerful. They battle it out. Eventually good triumphs over evil. That's what I wanted in this. Yeah. You know, you could have still had Winifred at the end, see the error of her ways and go, you know, I go back to my sisters now. Yeah. Instead, she completely, she had, she we she cast a spell. She got all this power. We never even got to see her use it. I know. After, after I was, she's apparently the most powerful witch ever, gained <laughs> all this ability, <laughs> she never even used it. It would have been nice to see her blow like a hole in the woods or something. Just like, I don't know, rise all the dead or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, like that a freaking witch cool. Kamehameha wave like into Salem, <laughs> yeah, right? like blow some uh, shit up. Uh, you did. We got none of that. Uh, yeah. See, um, that would have been good, but I'm still on board with the fact that they didn't get a full redemption arc, so it doesn't offend me as much, but I still think the ending sucked. To put it this way, right? The first half had me. The intro had me right away. The second half of the first half of the movie had me. And then later in the movie, I just kept going down and down and down. So that's kind of how it happened for me in the movie. And then Becca, out of nowhere, I've been able to use like her witch beams and then make a witch shield. Yeah. Out of nowhere. I'm like, where is this? Um, Why? Miss Wanda Maximoff. Again, they probably recycled the shield (laughs) from Wanda Maximoff. Just turned it blue. She is the Scarlet Witch. It's blue. <laughs> <laughs> she is the Blue Witch. It's blue. Um. Yeah. Right. They're aiming for a crossover in fucking Secret Wars. They're gonna bring her in. Oh God. So um, yeah. All right. So hated it. We get the post credit scene though. Yes. Like okay. You know what we really needed at the end of this confirmation that we're gonna get more of this movie. <laughs> this to me is oh. is Disney. This gives Dude. them this gives them the little you know the little bit of we'll leave the door so, open. There's so much they could have done. All they did was say, "Oh, black flame candle too." And the cat. And the cat. And have the cat not say anything. And not it being Banks like if it was Banks being like, "Oh, not again." And looks at the candle, that would have been cool. Yeah. Oh, these witches, you know? <laughs> But so no. they they leave the door open for the Sanderson sisters to return yet again. Yeah, I I don't think they should. No, like even though I I had fun with this movie, I don't think there needs to be a third one. My assumption. Let them rest. My guess is Disney is going to look at the streaming numbers. They're going to see what this film, if it has legs, and if it does well, they left the door open. They've got this universe. They can either yeah. a Next Halloween season, they'll make a TV series out of this. They will follow Becca oh, and her God, friends no. as a new yeah. coven and kind of like dealing with some of the occult and weird shit going on in Salem. Yeah. Or B, they'll wait X amount of years and they'll pump out Hocus Pocus 3. Right. And I mean, come on. 
even though bring they look the Sanderson good in, sisters back again. <laughs> even though they look good in this movie, there's not mileage left on those tires. Like we just used them for the last winter. Throw them out. I'm sorry. That's nothing against them. It's just against the movie being able to pass them off as witches who don't age. You know. Yeah, and I, I have, I have less of an issue with that. How the look? I thought they still acted fine. Yeah, I just think the writing and the plot was shit. Well, that too. And I think if you gave them a good writing and a good plot, that it's fine. And I mean, they have, they always have the out of, you know, they're not using the the life force spell anymore to suck the the lives out, yeah. which is why they're aging naturally now and they seem older. Right. So I have. I have less of an issue with their look based but, off of that. But like relying we don't on them, need another film. Relying on them to be available for another movie or another movie, especially Bette Midler's, what, 70? 70 70-something? Is she that old? I don't she know. Looked, Maybe. I don't, she looked great in the she film. She did look great. Don't get me wrong. But uh, being able to rely on actresses that age to, rep- to reprise a role, as we've seen with Coolio, is just risky in my book. Well, Either way, I don't think we need another movie from it. It's hocus pocus. Just leave it alone, man. All right, let's get into random review scores, Brian. Yeah. Let's roll that big old D. Okay. Let's say uh, highest roll gets to review it first. All right. Yeah, we haven't used, I haven't touched a big D in a while. So we get the big D twenty here on the table. Brian rolled a nine <clears throat> and a nine. A nine. Ooh. Oh, oh. that could have been bad, right? That's an O. Brian just knocked the uh, the knife over. That's my cosplay now. <laughs> <laughs> Seven. Seven, you go first. All right, so we're going to give this, uh, as we always do, we rank from zero to ten, zero being the worst, ten being the best. Uh, I'm going to give this a (laughs) four out of ten. Woof. Okay. I was, I tried to be cautiously optimistic going into this film. I was severely disappointed multiple times at this film. I cringed. I thought they could have done so much more with the property based on... Just everything. I mean, nostalgia factor alone, like, and I just keep asking, who was the target demographic for this film? Because you didn't cater to the nostalgia. Mm. You didn't fully cater to the new generation. No. You tried to do both, and you missed on both. (laughs) So I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. The only thing that salvaged this to me, I think the Sanderson sisters themselves were fine. I just think the plot, the writing, everything else within this film really brought it way down four out of ten for me wow okay well i can't go I got, that low i got my big boy pants on today right? so i'm gonna give it a big boy <laughs> review first half of the movie especially the intro i loved it uh it started going down a little bit towards the middle of the movie but for the most part i felt like a kid again watching hocus pocus in the first half of this movie uh, second half of the movie, it started going down a little more, a little more. And I definitely didn't go into it with as critical of an eye as I should have, knowing we were reviewing it tonight. So that's on me. But I also am glad I did because I had a little more fun with it than you did. And while it's not perfect, and while, as we pointed out, there's a lot of shit that could be picked apart, I think overall, they hit a, a good amount of notes. Not enough of the good notes, but a good amount of notes. So I'm going to stick with six and a half out of ten. 
fuck. If we were doing this on video, you'd see his finger hovering. No matter what score I gave, he was hitting that buzzer. <laughs> too high. Too high. Too high. Six no, and a half out of ten. Average, not nearly close to the original. You know, and it's it's fine because, like, the, again, the review scores, if you look online, have been very divided. I mean, right. there are some people that think this film is the second coming of Christ. That's a lot of what I've been hearing. And There's I'm like, a lot okay, of that's people a- that think this film is just <laughs> that's absolute fucking- trash. Yeah, that's true, too. I've seen a lot of that, but nothing in the middle. And I'm one of those few people who's like, well, I had fun. Will I watch it again? No. Will I show my kids if I ever have them? Probably. Yeah. I mean, that's where I'm at. <laughs> All right, so that's where we're at with the review. If Brian ever has hypothetical children, he may show them this film. Maybe I'll show Ripley. If that's, if that's <laughs> not a, you got to go see it, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I know, is. right? <laughs> All right, Randos, thank you for joining us on episode one of Fandom Fright Fest. Woo! We've got a lot more coming up. We're going to get a lot darker. Yes. A lot scarier, a lot bloodier. Oh, thank and God. Grittier. But we'll be back. You know where to find us, random.com Give us a like. Give us a follow. We appreciate it. <laughs> we'll be back. Goodbye. Happy Halloween, randos. Goodbye. <laughs>